Welcome to Feminists Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting firehose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week we vent about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And just a reminder, if you're enjoying us to rate, review, subscribe, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also rate on Spotify now um, or, you know, follow us on Podchaser. Give us a review there. It's kind of like IMDb for podcasts. Um, We are also FWM Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Feminists Without Mystique on Instagram. And, you know, we pop in there occasionally. Ever since Elon Musk took over Twitter, I'm much less active. Um, It's far less enjoyable. Um, and I just get far less information. So I just have been less, I've been less on there, but, um, you know, wanting to get, wanting to dabble back, back in there and Instagram and, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, reach out to us. If there's another place yeah. we should be Mastodon, I don't know. You tell us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what's happening over at Mastodon, you guys? <laughs> Fill us in. Fill us in. Uh, Substack? Yeah. Uh, no, I, that feels like a whole thing where you have to like, Right content, which um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's one too many who's things. Got, who's got time? Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can chat GPT it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll become a momfluencer later. You know, I yes. just don't have, I don't have the stamina to learn TikTok right now. You've got a lot going on between a one and a half year old and uh, wound baby. care. <laughs> Wounds. Wounds ain't going to heal themselves. Unless they do with stem cells, but that's not themselves. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's Wounds. with a loving nurse like me. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. We barely have time to to get this pod recorded, which is, I mean, good uh, good in terms of life stuff being very busy, mm-hmm. but also, you know, sad because we love being here, recording, we love chatting being with each here. other. We love, we love being here. <laughs> love having you. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, there's been a lot in the news, but it's almost like, I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot in the news. And before we jump into what's kind of joyful, which is the Trump indictment, just because one consequence, one single potential Mm. consequence gets everyone, including me, very excited. Um, gets us all riled up. Before we jump into that, uh, there was another horrific shooting that we kind of wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again, it was, I should have written this down, but it was like 130 something school shootings at the time this happened, like 132 or something Yep. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is at Covenant School in Nashville. It's like a Christian school, um, K through, I think fourth or fifth grade and there was a mass shooting there three nine-year-old kids died as well as um three adults so obviously um horrific um assault rifles um being used which we know do such unnecessary damage like they don't use them in hunting because you can't really there's no point to it because there's not enough left of the animal like not to be no, graphic, it's but important. Yeah, these are these are weapons of war. Um, and since the there was an assault weapons ban, and since that ban went away, um, there have been more, you know, fatal mass shootings. So, you know, there is evidence 
to that. Um, and there was a Republican lawmaker, um, Tim Burchett in Tennessee, who was saying that gun laws don't work to curb violence. And literally that was one example of how <laughs> they do. And in this instance may have saved lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing that became very relevant um, immediately after it became public information is that the, the person who did the shootings was a trans man. Um, and so obviously the right had like a field day with that. Mm-hmm. We're really quick to make it about gender identity when they've never had one of the cis dudes and it's almost always the white cis dudes mm-hmm. that do it. Um, you know, trans people are much more likely to be uh, victims of violence than perpetrators of violence. And so it was just, I mean, the second that that came out, it was, yeah, it was bad, of course, on, yeah. on the internet. So, yeah, that's not, this isn't an excuse to hate on trans people because trans people are not the problem. No, like you said, much, much, much more likely to be the victims of violence perpetrated against them than the initiators of violence. Um, and yeah, the way it was discussed was uh, gleeful almost from the right. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think attempts were made to try to be sensitive to that or try to get it right. I at least saw like the New York Times issuing corrections or, you know, it's it's still clearly a situation where media don't quite know how to cover it and they didn't have i mean the information wasn't all immediately available so um i just and admittedly this was so sad to me um i i i haven't looked back at the news but my understanding was that this um the perpetrator was potentially abused as a child by someone at this at someone at this at the covenant school is that has that been confirmed and obviously you can't like confirm confirm but that was in the manifesto wasn't it i what i saw is that there was a manifesto that he went to the school when he was a kid and that there might have been some like instances of like bullying or Oh, um, okay. Whatnot, but maybe uh, there was stuff that came out about abuse too. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, yeah. Don't take me at that because I, I thought I read that last week, and we were saying before we got on that actually it's, it's kind of incredibly sad. Um, it's a sad state of affairs that it seems like it was this news piece already seems very dated, and um, I don't think that that speaks well of. <laughs> like, you know, mass shootings and shootings in general in the United States. I mean, speaking as like um, at this point, someone watching the uh, the violence in Seattle that has kind of that that is not great. It's actually it's it's not good. Um, and there was some sad stories over the past weekend, violent incidents in Seattle that included um, a community organizer who's 23 being um, killed, trying to shield his nine year old nephew from bullets in Capitol Hill. Uh, uh, and like, it's just so, so the brain kind of like moves on to the most recent, um, horror, like wherever that is. Um, but the fact that there's so such regular school shootings, um, I've seen this over and over and I feel like it's probably the most succinct 
reasoning and viewpoint that I that I have on the whole thing, which is just like if guns kept us safe, we'd be the safest nation in in the world. Um, that's obviously not true, and and I don't think that there data doesn't support that having armed police officers keeps children safer um, or armed mm-hmm. teachers. I mean, that's so. I, um, I it's disgusting and it's scary and I hate I hate feeling like walking around in the world like people can be armed and I don't I'm nervous on public transit buses specifically Mm -hmm. in Seattle but like if you know anywhere that I feel like I'm in an enclosed space with like other people I worry that someone you know someone the easy access to guns um Mm -hmm. Is certainly of concern. I think about it in movie theaters. I think about it everywhere, grocery stores, and you do too. We've talked about this, like not to put yeah. words in your mouth, but like it's a concern. <laughs> no, no, it, it like it, almost anywhere I go, I think about that. And yeah, having a kid now, I'm just I think about it a lot. Um, and it's so unfathom unfathomable that it's become so commonplace and not accepted in the way where if you ask someone, do you support mass shootings? They're not going to say yes, but in the way that like nothing has gotten, not nothing, but nothing, not enough has gotten done. Um, or things that have gotten done have gotten reversed. You know, it's, we're not moving. Yeah. We're not moving fast or far enough. And, you know, like those like nine-year-olds like murdered what you know not to downplay the adults either it's just there's something to when a child dies it's just this loss of innocence and potential and yeah it's just so and at school where they're required to be and they should be safe mm -hmm. it's a place of learning I mean anywhere like but like (laughs) children like someone going into a school with a gun that they legally acquired and like just Mm -hmm. murdering children. Um, Again, this is a tweet that like just has, is evergreen sadly, but like this gun debate was over the day that nothing happened after Sandy Hook. Once people Mm -hmm. decided that the murder of children was an acceptable like Mm -hmm. outcome um, because we could, we could do things about this and we don't. And it's sickening and also in the context of all of the different ways that we are censoring books in public libraries and in public schools mm-hmm. for young children, like we should be far more concerned about violence and uh, take several steps back on worrying about kids learning about gender and sexuality. Like, I mean, come on. Also, like I was thinking about this recently all the like weird ways that when you're like in kindergarten and I'll, you know, just early elementary school and you're told, or at least like <laughs> I was told by like my Yaya, for instance, very lovingly that like, if a boy like, you know, knocks your books out of your hand, it means he likes you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that's you're kind of told true. that so young. And like, that's, that's like, I think that's generally like, I, I mean, it becomes harmful in in the long term, but like overall, it's kind of whatever. And especially like I don't know, it's it's your first introduction to sort of like gender dynamics. And if we're not, um, yeah, I don't know, it's our sort of like oh, so that's fine to kind of say and set up for people, but um, not just learning that people like different people and are different from us. Like ah, anyway, yeah, it's the <laughs> messages we choose to instill, yeah. 
are are interesting choices that are not always the best choices. Not always the best. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, well, a positive thing in the news mm-hmm. that we can kind of celebrate, at least temporarily, is the results of the Wisconsin um, judicial election, which as a, as a whole we see you on its own. Like, we should not be electing judges, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, <laughs> I just think, like, what is that about? And we they don't do it in every state like that. So, um, but this one was particularly like, um, it was for control of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Um, and uh, Janet Protasewicz, Protasewicz, <laughs> um, what's her name? Prosecco Sandwich. <laughs> Prosecco Sandwich. Janet Protasewicz. Um, so she won and she has been vocal that she personally supports, um, the right to choose. Um, and so now that she has won, the liberals on the court have a four, three majority, um, and will likely reverse, uh, the abortion ban that has gone into effect. That is from like 1843 in Wisconsin. It's so just vile. I mean, 1843, women didn't even have the right to vote, obviously. No one did, basically. Um, And ideally, they're also going to get rid of those incredibly gerrymandered legislative maps, which people might remember we have had, we see use, um, they were clustered in like 2018-ish when um, there was a lot of fuckery going on to continued to, there was some serious gerrymandering I think in 2012 for the drawing of the maps and then in 2018 um it got even worse and it allowed the senate and the the Wisconsin state senate and the state house of representatives to basically uh they've gerrymandered themselves into a situation where the republicans can control a two-thirds like veto-proof majority in both houses even though they continue to lose the popular vote by a, a relatively large margin of like about 60%, which normal, like normally Wisconsin has been trending purple to blue and, um, votes at least 60%, uh, democratic or liberal. And yet the state Senate and the house of representatives don't represent that at all. Um, the fear, um, and I actually don't know if there's, I think there's another state Senate election that's coming up, um, in the Wisconsin state Senate. And if it goes to a Republican, which I think it might, they actually might impeach Janet Protasiewicz. Like they've said that they would consider that. Um, so it's very concerning because it's just like anti-democratic. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Just going to impeach you because I don't want you to make the choices you're making. Um, yeah. Cool. So hopefully they can overturn the abortion ban and not impeach her. And mm-hmm. because, like, I mean, the Supreme Court there was conservative control for like the last fifteen years. So mm-hmm. you know that there is not an insignificant risk of a Republican winning that um, totally that state senate seat. So fingers crossed in Wisconsin. Yeah, fingers crossed with also like a little kind of, you know, just worth mentioning because I this has been a very, very, very expensive campaign. Um, I had heard somewhere that it was like over $100 million was spent, but I'm seeing in the New York Times 
that 40 million was spent, um, but still it's the most expensive, expensive judicial election in American history. Um, if you follow like crooked media, the bros, the pod save bros went out there and like a lot of, like, it was a very well publicized election. Um, and I'm uncomfortable generally with like, I'm just uncomfortable with the amount of money that gets poured into that. And also, mm-hmm. um, ideally judges like the voting for judges as if they were presidential candidates. Um, I don't love that. I would, Mm -hmm. I would really, I wish there was a way and I just don't know if it's ever going to be possible in in our country, but to have it be like really nonpartisan and have people, maybe people tend more conservative or more liberal, but like I am just super uncomfortable with that process. So I I don't have a solution, just like calling out that it just um, feels icky. But glad that this resulted the way it did. (laughs) Yeah, glad of this outcome, but it is is a little sus when judges are elected. But then it's like, it's sus that like any candidate is bought, you know? Totally. So it's just like, ah, so many, so many problems. (laughs) yikes yikes even america oops oopsies oopsies we done did it again we have um but let's like talk about how trump what happened oh he got indicted oh trump i oh oh so nice felt so good Oh, we're both smiling ear to ear mm. that Trump pled not guilty to 34 felony charges of falsifying LOL. business records. Um, a lot of them focused on payment of hush money to mm-hmm. Stormy Daniels, porn star, who, you know, said she had an affair with him. And he's the first current or former American president to be charged with a crime. And, uh, you know. He was yeah. arraigned yesterday, booked and mm. fingerprinted. No mugshot, yep. sadly, but sad. He was in custody. I mean, that's that is a wild thing. Yeah, it was. It was nice. Um, <laughs> love to see it. Love to see you it. You love to see it. You love to see it. And he, <laughs> some of these um, allegations too are about Karen McD. It was a former Playboy model, which I was always like, oh, Stormy Daniels, Stormy Daniels. But she, Karen is part of this too. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Because he's, you know, he's a busy, he's a busy guy. Busy guy. Busy guy. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And he was very, like, very meek in court and just like, all he said, I think, was not guilty. And then he went like ape shit. Um, he also tweeted, so he tweeted in caps or not tweeted, but truth, truth, social, truth, social. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Um, in all caps as, as he loves to do, um, Republicans in Congress should defund the DOJ and FBI until they come to their senses. So he's calling for defunding the federal police. Great. Great. Which reasonable, you know, let's let that saturate over, (laughs) over over you given the base and mm. yeah he also he's the one who appointed the current fbi director christopher ray after firing james comey Mm -hmm. um, in 2017 wow um and yeah he 
after he pled not guilty, like a few hours later, he was out with his like a little crowd of supporters. Um, <laughs> just his old his old self. Yeah, he just loves complaining um, that he is. I mean, he's the original victimizer or um, victim, you know, seeing himself as a victim. Why am I not thinking of the right word? Um, but complaining about the FBI um, and uh, he was just as a reminder, impeached in 2019 for, mm-hmm. abs- you know, abuses of power and obstruction of Congress for soliciting election assistance from Ukraine and withholding um nearly 400 million in military assistance for the country, which is crazy considering, you know, what's happened with Ukraine um, since it's just sort of ever relevant. And then he was impeached again in 2021 um, for inciting an insurrection uh, after he lost the 2020 election. So um, he's also, uh, the FBI had to search his Mar-a-Lago estate in August for classified documents um, that they said he improperly removed um and so yeah i mean he's kind of people are not out to get him he just is out here breaking laws i mean we kind of talked about this like he just this is like the first time i mean we've the phrase teflon don has you know comes up a lot but like this is the first time that he has actually had to have his day in court um, for mm-hmm. one single solitary thing. And I am I am sympathetic to, although I feel like it's it's sort of a, it's a stale take a little bit. It's like, ooh, edgy. Like, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like there's, there have been some writing that's kind of like, well, this isn't even really like the thing to get him on. And I actually, there is a part of me that's sort of like, I agree with you. Like he has for sure done much worse things. I mean, you posted the uh, Onion article that was so great that was like, <laughs> nice, sexual assailant gets fi- finally gets arrested, just not for that. You know, he's been a monstrous person in business and in life for probably his entire adult life, and this is just the first time that it's caught up to him. And yes, it might seem small, um, like falsifying business documents, getting in trouble for like filing incorrect taxes um or um and you know just hush money payments to stormy daniels but categorized lying and covering them up but like at this point the party of law and order the people who crow constantly about how the law matters and how like yeah law they're the party of law and order like then law either matters or it doesn't matter it matters for everyone or it doesn't matter and so you can't be you know, I, I, I just I feel this very passionately kind of like throughout the whole landscape of things happening in the world, like either. OK, it's a law and it and it doesn't matter. So we take it off the books. This is not a law anymore. You know, like, fine, you mm-hmm. can do whatever you can smoke weed and you can, you know, all these things that are kind of like, oh, is it is it legal? Is it not just just go ahead and like decide whether or not it's legal or not legal. And we'll go from there. Make it make it legal. But like. For Trump, he sees himself as above the law. He has quite literally said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Um, he, but then he shows this like, and he shows this disdain for following the law himself while crowing about law and order. So anyway, I just think that like 
any laws that he actually breaks that are provable, he should be prosecuted for. Like, that is that, <laughs> you know, that that's that. He's the president. He should be held to a high. He sh- the president and judges and people who are in public office should be held to the highest standard of ethical conduct. And um, clearly he has never ever like been worthy of that standard no standard standard of ethical conduct it's not a concern of his no um yeah they with him i mean there's also we don't know what other charges are even gonna happen in these other things that are going on so maybe there's just gonna be a whole like fucking pile on Mm -hmm. um and these charges are for like felony rather than misdemeanor because the the shady dealings were involved with like another crime um and he, they were calling it like a catch and kill scheme, what mm. he's been up to. So like the Stormy Daniels, like killing that story. Um, there was a doorman that he that he paid off basically uh, to prevent him from telling a story to the National Enquirer. Um, and then of course there was the Karen McDougal playmate who was paid off. So it's like this pattern with him of paying off these people to kill these stories before the election you know trying to conceal that information so he could get elected um, which is the additional crime that makes it a felony rather than a a misdemeanor Mm -hmm. he's um he's a shady motherfucker and yeah like you said i'm happy for him to face any and all charges and one thing i saw where i was like really (laughs) um was they had a a poll that found that 51 percent of americans including 80 percent of republicans said they believe the charges against trump are politically motivated um which is like really more than half of americans think that they're politically motivated are you fucking kidding me like the (sighs) fact that he has like gotten this far is like i feel like if anything they like didn't want to go forth with this because they didn't want people to say it was politically motivated, but like right. he, he has done so many fucking things that if like a Democrat or a progressive had done any of them, the right would, you know, call for them to, to be locked up. Um, mm-hmm. And he's also apparently the front runner for the 2024 Republican nomination. Oh man. I, I mean, mean, when the, what in the fuck? I mean, like we said, it's like not necessarily convinced that him even being found guilty of this would really down his support much because to support him at this point, like, holy fuck, what you are willing to deal with and embrace. Yeah. Um, so that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is this motherfucker going to be president again? And he could literally, Rachel Maddow at some point was making, was saying like, he could be president theoretically from jail like or get out of jail because he's president because like there's mm-hmm. so few what the the things that are laid out in terms of what you need to be to be president in the constitution mm-hmm. are basically just like born and or naturalized in the united states you gotta be 35 mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah, think I that's have... the end of the list <laughs> there's maybe one more but i don't i don't think so i think it's yeah, I think it's like have lived here for at least oh, the past 15 years. Yeah. Thank you. Lived here for 15 years. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Felon. Um, maybe. <laughs> I just, well, and it's just, it's the nature of the felonies, you know, it's like what they're mm. related to 
It's not like, oh, I had this past and I committed, you know, I had too much weed on me, you know, mm-hmm. when I was 20. It's like, no, you like, look at your char- the charges you're facing, sir. That should be fucking mm-mm. not great. And then, of course, the judge in this case is getting him and his family are getting threatened, um, of course. So that's like what for the. For the most part, it's like the it doesn't seem like there have been that many Trumpsters out there that riled up, but the ones who are are. And you never know what they're like scheming. So I'm just kind of like, what are these what are these people gonna do? What is yeah. Trump gonna do? What what are we in for? Like, hmm. Yeah. This feels this feels historic. And I don't I don't know. I what if he somehow gets away with I don't know I hope he goes down I hope so too you know I think it was really dark that DeSantis was like I will not comply with like any extradition to New York like making it again like drawing these Mm -hmm. battle lines between like Florida and New York or like Democratic state Republican state made me it kind of like reminded me uncomfortably that like we are like 50 different states and I guess you don't Mm -hmm. actually you could be wanted in like New York and you could just live your whole rest of your life in Florida if they don't want to honor an extradition, which is like very weird. Um, so that sucks. I mean, I definitely, I definitely don't want a DeSantis presidency mm-hmm. either. And I worry that like, no, if Trump... no, <laughs> no, like Trump is such no. a fucking idiot that at least everyone around him. I don't know. I mean, again, we come yeah, back to like that. Then there's like the wild new card. You know, you're right. You were right. He, I don't know which is worse. I don't know which is worse. I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out either. But I also Joe. don't know. Joe, <laughs> retire, Lord. Or maybe he's maybe he's what we need. What? No, he's no. not what we need. I I have my hands all yeah. up on my face. This is so hard yeah. and awful. No, he's. He's definitely not, but him or DeSantis or Trump, him, I guess. But, like, go retire and eat your ice cream and, like, God. I know, man. Come on. We say this every, I feel like every week we're like, no, oh, no, Joe. Joe. Just. P.S. Can I get a status update on when we're going to have to start paying student loans again? Because <laughs> that's not going away, I guess. I don't. Yeah, I Thanks don't Thanks for nothing, Joe. <laughs> Joe. He's done something. It's not things, his fault. It's but... super, Yeah. Yeah, but still, Joe, don't do it. Um, oh, one noteworthy thing. I was, uh, you know, obviously throughout the last couple of weeks, I've just been Googling Trump and hitting the news button and seeing what mm. what awaits me. Um, <laughs> and the last couple of days, Fox News has been the story about, it's not really a story. It's like Trump viewers like talking about blonde lady cop. That's not the exact what? verbiage. But the headline is like, there's this blonde lady cop everyone's talking and then the article's like a picture of her and it's like yeah people are talking about how attractive this blonde lady cop is what on fox on fox that's what they're focusing on on the fox at least on their website um that's the first news hit for them are you uh uh, on incognito mode while you're (laughs) no i because i was just i didn't even you know because i was just searching trump and hitting news and Ah. i did open that um actually uh Mm, out in Uh oh, they're the gonna cookies. follow you. Uh, they're gonna know. 
But um, I was just like, all the other things are like understanding the charges and what does this mean? And then Fox is like, is this a hot lady cop? <laughs> and then it was like, some people are speculating that Trump might be flirting with her. And it's oh. just like, what the fucking hell is this? And it's just like this grainy photo of her. Gross. It's so weird. It's so, I mean, not that surprising, but also I was, when I was scrolling, I was just like, of oh course. Oh my God. I haven't seen that. It hasn't it. even made my way onto Elon Musk's Twitter of my, you know, like. Yeah, I got it here. Well, it's already in my fucking. Send, send me a screenshot. Don't send me the link, the Fox News link. I don't need that in my. <laughs> my phone will know somehow. And All right. All right. Just screenshot, please. Thank you. Trump arraignment viewers notice blonde officer while waiting for events to unfold. Oh. I found that a bit. I mean, depressing and mm-hmm. amusing because if we don't laugh, what are we going to do? That's true. What indeed. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Well, very excited that. Uh, oh, here we go. It came through. And wow, that's crazy that that passes for news. Um, Lady hotly blonde lady yeah. cup. Wow. I know. Viewers started buzzing about a blonde New York. <laughs> My goodness. Buzzing. Did they? <laughs> mm. Um cool, cool. Well, I do really enjoy that last week we were wondering, is Trump getting arrested or what? And the answer is yes. Very briefly. But like, yeah, it happened. It did happen. It could happen again. It might happen again, maybe in 2024, because I think like the actual hearing is set for like December. Fuck me. Yeah. These things always take so long. Law and order lied to us all. Yeah. Ugh. Well, hopefully there'll be more stuff coming out from Georgia and um, whatever the other one is. I'm I'm forgetting at this time. There's like three big ones. well, cool. To be continued forever. <laughs> forever. But it's nice. You know what? It is nice to just have a moment to just celebrate that there was one single solitary consequence for this hateful ignoramus who's been terrorizing our lives since he came on the scene in 20, mm-hmm. I guess, 15, right? With his elevator, yeah. down the elevator. And announced, God. and John Stewart made a joke, and we we're all like, oh. and then it was all downhill yeah. from there. Yeah, down the escalator to hell, <laughs> to hell. Wonderful, glorious, great. Well, and now for we see you. All righty. Um, in Wisconsin, um, administrators at an elementary school decided they need to stop a first grade class from performing a song um, called Rainbow Land. Uh, It's a Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton duet. Um, And they said that they're not doing it, even though, so the kids wanted to do it and prepared their little rendition for the spring concert. Um, But because the song encouraged, quote, encourages LGBTQ acceptance and references rainbows, they didn't want to, they didn't decide not to let the kids do the song. And I I looked up the lyrics, um, and one, like, acceptance of everyone should be, like, explicitly taught to kids. Right. And two, the song doesn't even explicitly address it. I mean, it's ob- it is implied, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. But, like, when you look at the lyrics, um, like, the, the one that was the most, pr- 
perceivable as like quote unquote political is wouldn't it be nice to live in paradise where we're free to be exactly who we are let's all dig down deep inside brush the judgment and fear aside make wrong things right and end the fight because i promise ain't nobody gonna win so like it's literally like let's accept everyone for who they are and we're all rainbows me and you every color every hue let's shine on through together we can start living in a rainbow land so it's just like a song about like accepting everybody it doesn't even explicitly i don't know so that was really depressing to see not surprising obviously but you know you think all these attacks on directly on the civil rights of um people who are lgbtq are happening and then these things are happening too where you're you're squashing out a message of acceptance mm-hmm. um and banning it in school and banning books and this shit is significant too um so we see you to the higher elementary school in wakusha wakesha i don't know wisconsin cities oh um, yeah isn't that where there was uh, the um, Kyle Rittenhouse? Wasn't that like Wakesha or a different oh, thing that, that sounded have... similar? It may have been. Mm. Um, we're not sure, but either way, <laughs> we see you to the administrators at higher elementary school in Wisconsin. Um, because this is so wildly depressing that they wouldn't let the children. The first graders who wanted to sing Rainbow Land can't sing Rainbow Land because... You can't teach kids about acceptance and rainbows. What the fuck? Yeah. Kids are the target audience for rainbows. Yeah. Which is the problem, right? <laughs> You're part of the problem. They're turning all the kids gay. <laughs> They're rainbows. Part of like, George Soros' liberal cabal. That's it. <laughs> Awful um, idiots. Yeah. No, mine's kind of in a similar vein um, or, you know, just related. Uh, the Kansas... Uh, Kansas is banning um, transgender athletes from girls and women's sports from kindergarten through college. Um, But it's just like one of several hundred uh, proposals this year that Republican lawmakers are pushing. Um, And it ends up like starting with like banning transgender athletes, but it like very much quickly moves into just like rolling back LGBTQ rights. So it kind of is all on a spectrum where like the quote unquote, I'm just saying like easiest way in is to start with um, talking about transgender athletes, which again, like is just something that um, boggles my mind that that's like what we're focusing on as a country, as Republican, you know, it's a Republican priority. Um, This Kansas law specifically takes effect on July 1st. Um, and uh, it would prevent uh, transgender people from using public restrooms, locker rooms, other facilities um, associated with their gender identities, but also bars them from changing their name or gender on their driver's licenses. Um, it was vetoed um, initially by the Kansas governor, um, and uh, the Republicans were able to override that veto because they have a veto-proof majority. I'm just kind of broadly, you know, I'm I'm using Kansas because it's the most recent one. Um, This one is actually from April 5th, so today. Um, But uh, when you kind of just go, I'm on PBS, and when you just look to, like, the related news items, 
Um, there's North Dakota advances series of restrictions on transgender rights. West Virginia governor signs a ban on gender affirming care for transgender youth. GOP lawmakers override Kentucky governor's veto of mm -hmm. transgender bills. So there's just like, um, and then this is kind of like the options to go deeper are you can look at um, Kansas LGBTQ rights or transgender athletes. And it's just like um, a, a really, um, I don't know. It, 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 it's very frustrating to me that like this is kind of where we're at. This is what Republicans want to focus on. Um, and it's sort of like their latest culture um, war, but it is on the most vulnerable people in the population in our country or some of, some of the most, I would say. Um, and uh, they're not doing it in a particularly thoughtful um, way. It's just sort of like using it as a cudgel to get in and um, roll back rights for um, everyone. Um, and it's just like, they'll get a foothold and they'll keep going and going and going. So really, and really none of it is acceptable for, from a, from my perspective, just generally, I'm opposed to literally everything they're doing, but I also just, it's sort of like, we should all take note that they are doing this and it has far reaching impact. And there are hundreds of these laws going into effect across the country because um, the country has a lot of conservative majorities in states and in a lot of cases they're veto proof majorities like Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's important and it is uh, happening. We see you. <laughs> Very related. You mentioned Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, they, they are also Republican dominated. There's a super majority um, in the legislature and they voted by large margins to override the governor's veto, the Democratic governor's veto of a bill that was creating a whole shit ton of new regulations um, and bans when it comes to the health of trans kids, including banning access to gender affirming health care. Um, and just that alone, I mean, when you look at the outcomes of kids, of trans kids who are able to receive gender affirming health care and those that aren't, it's so it's so helpful and vital to like every aspect of life and mental health. And you think about depression and suicidality, it's like taking this gender affirming care away is so cruel and like violent, you know, it's going to, it's going to result in, in terrible things. Um, and it's not what doctors want to do. It's not what like let parents and their children, get health care mm -hmm. you know um it also uh doesn't um allow school districts from requiring or even recommending that kids be referred to by pronouns that quote do not conform to a student student's biological sex as indicated on the student's original unedited birth certificate so they're not letting school districts even recommend that kids be referred to by the pronouns that they choose if they don't match what's on their original unedited birth certificate um and it also it like compels doctors to stop treating patients who are undergoing gender transition care um so it's there's a lot in that and like you had mentioned this is not just one state <laughs> we mentioned two and there are several others mm -hmm. and um all over the country there are you know, bills in, in place in record numbers. So, you know, we're going to keep, of course, calling it out and 
we need to stay informed. We need to to know what's going on where we live um, because they're particularly impactful in the community that you live in in terms of reaching out to elected officials and things like that. Um, we need to have uncomfortable conversations with people who say shitty things. Um, if we have the means to donate money or the time to volunteer, like we need to all hands on deck right now um, because this is very scary when you look at all of the things that are being attacked um, when it comes to trans people and specifically trans kids um, so many different rights and things that go beyond even like rights and, and get I don't know just like gets to the core of being able to be who you are and I don't know. I'm rambling now, but we see you to the Kentucky legislature as well. Yeah. Yep. We see you. It's just a very troubling trend. Um, there's just, this one is just like Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma's abortion, um, like the state of, the state of abortion in Oklahoma um, is very distressing. And I think that like, the fact that there's like a piece of quote unquote good news, which is that uh, the Supreme, this, I, I, I just reject this as like just good news. It's like, no, this is how depressing it is um, that uh, a divided, the divided Supreme Court in Oklahoma um, said that they basically like you could get an abortion to save the woman's life. Um, and uh, the portion of the law that was written, that was passed, required a woman to be in, quote, actual and present danger to obtain a, quote, medically necessary abortion. Um, and so the opinion of the court said, quote, we know of no other law that requires one to wait until there's an actual medical emergency in order to receive treatment when the harmful condition is known or probable to occur in the future. Uh, requiring one to wait until there's a medical emergency would further endanger the life of the pregnant woman and does not serve a compelling state interest. Um, so, but that's a very, very narrowly decided ruling that only very, very narrowly present, prevents, like, basically says, like, okay, okay, a woman, like, doesn't need to, like, die or anything, you know, mm -hmm. and I just find that that's still going to leave in place a chilling effect where a lot of medical practitioners can just decide whether or not you know, there's, it leaves so much room for interpretation of like mm -hmm. what's medically necessary to save the life of the mother. Um, it does take control away from the woman. Um, sorry, I said mother, I meant woman. Cause like, fuck that. I mean, woman, I mean the woman who is the li living, breathing woman on this earth. Um, and, uh, I, I'm <laughs> like, I, it just even seeing like, oh, waiting until there's a medical emergency um, would further endanger the life of the pregnant woman and does not serve a compelling state interest. Like, I, I agree. I agree. But it's like this one carve out is way in a, like, not, not enough, not enough. Um, and, um, you know, I saw this ruling and was thinking, oh, like, I guess this is a good thing. But, and clicked on it thinking like, but I reject this as a mm -hmm. good thing. Like this is, this is fucked up. This is upsetting. Like I, I, and uh, some states are 
it's not, you know, you can't even save the life of the mother at this point, um, or it's totally still up in the air, up to interpretation. And I just think we should like never forget that there's a constant chilling effect here with providers who don't want to get sued accidentally for sa- for God forbid, saving the life of a woman when and giving and performing an abortion when perhaps she wouldn't have died. Who knows? Question mark shruggy emoji, you know? Um, I fucking hate this. And, um, there are way more maternal deaths, um, in the U S. Um, and actually I'm seeing, I'm seeing on Twitter from, but someone's sourcing a Washington post article. So I'm telling you all this because I didn't actually end up like doing this research before doing this. We see you, but Hey, I'm, I'm qualifying all my shit, like way more than any skeezy politician, but, um, just that there wasn't any abortion related deaths in the U S in 2021, while there were thousands of maternal deaths, um, maternal mortality is very high in the U S comparative to other States, um, with like GDPs like ours. And, um, I just, yeah. So this is what we see you to like Oklahoma for being shitty and like even like a carve out to like a grudging carve out to maybe save the life of the mother doesn't put you in my good graces. <laughs> we <Ooh>. see you. <laughs> yeah. The fact that abortion at all is up for debate in terms of its legality at all is absurd, but the, the amount of in your face, like, I don't give a fuck about your reproductive rights. Um, that comes with there being a debate about whether the pregnant person should if we should be able to save their life. Mm-hmm. I just, mm, that's where we are. 2023. Yeah. Mm, what, what she got, what she got in store. I don't know. Uh. Um, moving over to another um, very depressing thing. Um, a, this was in the Bronx. Um, this guy's son was having a mental health crisis. Um, so the dad called 311, um, explained this, said that he did have a knife, but that he wasn't, you know, a danger, explained that he was having a mental health crisis. And despite calling 311, the police um, were dispatched um, and shot him six times uh, within, I believe it was mi- like a few minutes of arriving. Um Oh no! Within 28 seconds, they shot him. Um, uh, you know, I think that that kind of speaks for itself. And I, when I was reading about this, I saw that. So basically, there are calls that should get flagged as like emotionally disturbed person, and specialists are supposed to um, go out, like mental health counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes the cops are still the first ones to get there. And so if the cops are shooting someone within 28 seconds, um, there are a lot of, a lot of flaws. And like you spoke to earlier, we don't need, we don't need all cops to have guns. Um, in general, less guns, uh, including um, for police officers, because mm-hmm. they don't actually make people safer for all cops to have them. Like, specialized units maybe but that's i think where it should end mm-hmm. um i couldn't find information on how um how he's doing um he did survive the shooting he was in the hospital in um 
you know, not in great condition and critical condition because he was shot six times by the mm-hmm. cops, but um, he was he was alive the last time I checked. But you don't just when you get shot in the abdomen, the legs, the chest six times, like that's it's not just like oh he's he's fine, you mm-hmm. know, like the amount of physical and I'm sure emotional and mental trauma that this person's gonna have to live with forever. Um, is a disgrace. So we see you. We see you. Oh, gosh. It's awful. My last we see you is kind of, I mean, it's a little spicy, but it's, um, Ooh. I, we, I, I have been trying to understand the protests in France. <laughs> like, assuming that I would be on the side of, like, labor and, like, sympathizing with whatever they were protesting Mm -hmm. but it's really about raising the retirement age from 62 to 64 and 62 is already like by far and away in Europe and I mean it's nowhere near the U.S. but like even by European standards it's pretty low like Mm -hmm. Germany I think is 67 or 66 um raising it to 64 like doesn't even bring them close to most other European countries (laughs) um and it's because they're running out of money. Like they need mm. to be able to support their younger population by uh, having people pay into the system for slightly longer. And it's going to be for the financial good of France for the very, very long term. And it's something that Macron has like felt passionately about for a long time. And um, it's like kind of, he's a technocrat and it seems like it's mm. a boring budget balancing thing. And he's, prepared to just like stand by it and do it um I do think it's like you know sucks that he had to basically just override what um the legislature wanted but he has that power it's not like an he didn't it's not a power grab and it's also like Mm. even though it's not popular it's um it just seems like it like it's necessary there needs to be more money in France to support um and like labor has to just be there for slightly longer it I listened to the daily about it like a couple weeks ago and of course now I'm kind of butchering it but uh I I just was sort of like the level of protest like France Paris is like there's like trash cans on fire they are burning shit they are so upset and you kind of want to be like yeah yeah I'm upset with you and then you look and you're like the retirement age is 62 in France and they're moving it to 64 and you guys are like freaking out. Um, you're going to have nice pensions. Everyone like is living okay in France. And I don't know. I'm just kind of like on the list of all the things like this is what activates the French to like be burning their city down. And it's kind of um, it's silly. I'm sorry. I just can't get that worked up over this one. Um, I get that it's disappointing, but I feel like there's a lot of ways in which it could be done so that it's not affecting like, you know, grandfather it in, like, don't, you know, I'm not, you know, don't the people who are 61, let them retire at 62. Like that's, that would suck Mm -hmm. grandfather it in over the next five years or even 10 years. But like having the retirement age be 64, like, I'm so sorry, but we've got other fish to fry and, um, stop destroying property guys. This is just it, you you just from my perspective you are looking a, a, a tad silly so we see you to um the vehement protesters in france like you're not going to be getting a whole heap of sympathy from me on this one 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about the, the the French economy to know where else they could get the money, but it, you know. I would I'd rather be in France. Yeah. Yep. Even if if it's retiring at 64, hey, I'll live there. I'll work until I'm 64. That's fine. If you tell me I can definitely retire at 64, like that's great. Yeah. I, so, I guess I'm Which just also kind of- sad that like because of how how much it sucks here our perspective is so colored by that you know right right I acknowledge like, that for sure the U.S. We should all just be able to eat trash be free and run amok and not get health care yeah eat get, croissants or, and just live our lives and not have to like retire hit, hit now or later or just like be free you know man but yeah that's not that's not where we're at that's not where we're at, but uh, I, I was prepared to be like, yeah, tell me what's going on in France. Yeah, I'm with me. them. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, let me show myself out. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of a good thing, I saw this. It was just kind of like a heartwarming little story. Um, there's this this uh, 21-year-old uh, pilot and she was on like I think her third flight ever and something happened I'm not a plane ex- technician <laughs> all right um but basically there was an issue with the plane that would be um really difficult for even oh I guess the front tire was just like bye <laughs> um so even for like an experienced pilot I guess that's not something that's ideal to deal with um but a pilot who was highly experienced was flying nearby and he talked to talk to her this 21 year old like fresh pilot facing this really scary situation i guess she had the same name as his as his daughter and they formed this like really sweet um really sweet bond during it and the way and people were saying that like the way she did it was perfect and the way he talked to her was so so lovely and it was just this really like beautiful story of like human compassion and looking out for one another and like Mm. you know and how that like leads to great success and warm fuzzy feelings so yeah I was just like this is really lovely and yeah oh that's great I know right it's a good one (laughs) that is a good one (laughs) yeah warm and fuzzy only warm and fuzzy I love it Oh, that's yeah. great. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I have, I don't think there's, uh, think nothing good. <laughs> I think, uh, not really. Uh, yeah. Nope. I'm looking up at my notes. I'm nope. just like, pass. Every town and, uh, you know, pass. Pass on a good thing. Sorry. Hey, there are plenty of times where you only have one, you know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, cool. That about wraps it up for us. Feminist Without Mystique is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Bye.